Hello, dear ones, and welcome to Subtle Medicine Radio, brought to you by InnerSpark. This is the resource for all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth-based wisdom. I'm your host, Devin, and with me, as always, is my co-host and podcast producer, Mike. Hey! On today's show, episode 23, we're discussing seasonal living, what it actually is, why we should even bother with it, and how to align with the current energies of winter. If you're one of my Southern Hemisphere babes, check out episode 9 for all things summer. Let's dive in. Let's go. Okay, so what is seasonal living? Seasonal living is to consciously and intentionally flow with, rather than resist, the changes within and around us. I'm going to say that again because it's very important. Seasonal living is to consciously and intentionally flow with, rather than resist, the changes within and around us. It's way more than, you know, like eating watermelon in the summer and wearing sweaters in the winter. While these are certainly amazing and really fun and definitely in alignment with seasonal living, they're only the tip of the iceberg. You've all heard me say so many times that the subtle creates the gross. All dis-ease and challenges begin in our subtle bodies and then manifest in our gross, tangible experience or our physical bodies and lives. For the benefit of any listeners that may have missed our earlier episodes, can you briefly describe what you mean by subtle bodies and uh, how they relate to our physical experience? Of course I can, because it's like my most favorite thing in the whole wide world. I talk about this all day. Um, Okay, so our subtle bodies are our intangible parts. You are more than just this physical body, bag of bones, and meat. Your subtle energy bodies can be thought of as your emotions, your mind, your beliefs, your traumas, sensory input, and the like. So they're things that can't necessarily be seen. Your entire physical experience and physical body is dictated by and created by these little subtle building blocks. So the things that are intangible are creating the things that are tangible. They're driving every decision you make, everything you think, everything you believe, your internal dialogue, the relationships that you have, the things that you do um, in your professional life, everything is dictated by these invisible, intangible, subtle building blocks of your emotions, your mind, your beliefs, your traumas, etc. So typically the subtle bodies go awry because we're resisting something and are trying to keep things the same. We're attached to a single way of operating, thinking, feeling, believing, and and so on. This attachment comes most of the time from shame. We're ashamed to try on a different way. Ashamed that there must be a different way in the first place. And also fear around what might happen if we do try on that new way, if something does have to change. So we dig our heels in and attempt to continue the same method of operation day in and day out. We resist these changes. We resist anything that is going to challenge the current status quo. We get comfortable with things are safe and they're familiar, even if they're not serving us. Yeah, you know, I took a a class on landscaping once, and one of the things they taught for acceptable methods of turf grass management in winter was to actually paint the grass green. And even back then I was hearing this and I was like, what the fuck planet are you people on 
that you think it's okay to literally paint the grass green. Like, are you fucking kidding me, you know? The grass, it turns brown in winter because there's less sunlight and it's not time for photosynthesis, so there's less chlorophyll. It's not shameful or ugly. It's natural and it's good. So my point is, I'm aware of how people will try to manipulate the world around them to imitate perpetual summer. And if we can just put a pin in that thought for a second and go to this other thought, which is that we as humans have these circadian rhythms where so much of our bodily functions are governed by the rising and the setting of the sun. If you go for long periods of time without seeing the sun, or if your routine gets out of sync with nature on an hourly and daily basis, then you start to suffer physically, emotionally, mentally, as you were saying with the subtle bodies. So that's all well studied and widely known that those circadian rhythms are important for our health. So if I take those two thoughts and put them together of how we resist seasonal change and how if you resist daily change, you will hurt your, yourself, you will hurt your health, what happens then when our lives are out of sync with nature, not on a daily basis, but on a seasonal basis? As we try to pursue this idealized version of perpetual summer and eternal youth. It seems to me that we as a human collective are really hurting ourselves and future generations by, you know, as you put it, digging in our heels and saying that I should always be in the summer of life is like saying that it should always be noon and I'll be shamed by the setting of the sun. It, it doesn't make any sense. And so, yeah, I'm done. I'll get off my soapbox now. Mm, no, thank you for that. That's an excellent observation. And this is why seasonal living in every sense. So think broader people. This is not just about following the wheel of the year, although this is absolutely vital. Seasonal living, everything exists in a cycle, in a rhythm, in a spiral. So following that, getting in to that dance, surrendering, right? I always have this, this image and, and to me, it very much energetically feels like the ocean. And I'm a Southern California girl. I grew up in the Pacific. So this, this notion of riding waves and watching them swell and come into shore and go back out, it, this is a very natural and vital part of life. Seasonal living is also the greatest tool we have for personal, spiritual, and professional development. So with this idea of seasonality and cycles in all the different aspects of life, uh, how does it apply to like professional, for, as like you just said? Great question. So when I say professional development, I am referring to one's growth in their profession, obviously. I'm really highlighting all of the possibilities here for us and incentivizing us further and highlighting how getting into this rhythm, surfing the waves, as I just outlined, really creates a more robust human experience and it helps us to experience more of ourselves and, and improve and expand beyond what we currently think is possible. So specifically in the professional world, modeling your business, for example, after the seasons can be a real game changer. Honoring the different cycles of creation and rejuvenation and offering and selling. At this time in my business, there's a lot happening behind the scenes. 
just as there's a lot happening beneath the soil as the plants are rejuvenating and getting ready to fully express once more come spring and summer. So additionally, back to seasonal living, when fully used, seasonal living yields wholeness and is the avenue towards healing feminine shame especially. And please, please, please check out episode 17 if you haven't for more on feminine shame and to learn how, regardless of personal gender identification or physical anatomy, we're all carrying a lineage of feminine shame, which ultimately comes from resisting that which is impermanent, cyclical, and spirally about ourselves. And that sounds a lot like the seasons, doesn't it? So why bother to realign with the natural rhythms? Like, why, why bother? Right? We have machines that can do things for us nowadays. We don't need to worry about it. It's just like, why, why bother? When we plug into the energetic qualities and invitations of each season, we have the potent opportunity to consciously, sustainably, and purposefully create, destroy, and recreate ourselves and our lives. We get to truly live how we want to live and, and like what the visions we hold for ourselves can come into fruition. I think that's an important point that speaks to why people try so hard to fight nature. And I think it's because we don't have confidence that we can recreate ourselves. We don't believe that we can go through a cycle of breaking down or a cycle of destruction and come through on the other side. Uh, like you said about your um, business right now is doing a lot behind the scenes. I think there's so much of a pressure for us to put out up front constantly that it makes it hard for us to step back and take care of the behind the scene things and to go through a winter phase in which we are building ourselves up to get ready for the next spring. Uh, you know, we don't see ourselves like the grass that goes brown and greens back up again. You know, once my hair goes gray, that's it. It doesn't come back next year. Um, but like you said earlier, it's not just about the changing weather or the life cycle. Those are just very literal representations. But I think that this same concept applies to all the different areas of life, personal, spiritual, like we were just saying, professional. So what would you say to someone who is resisting some change in their life, maybe in one of those areas where there's fear that we don't want to face winter because we're not sure that spring is coming. You know, I don't want to ruffle feathers or stand up for myself or do this thing that I know I have to do because I'm afraid that this is as good as it gets or I can't hope for any better or some you know variation of that story. Yeah, so there's a lot in, in that question that you just posed. There's like many questions. I think I'd like to start by reiterating kind of what we've been talking about and clarifying that there are the more obvious gross level seasons, right? Like winter, spring, summer, fall. Those are quite obvious. The seasons of our lives, right? Like baby to, uh, you know, like, like the, the first quarter of our life, when it like birth to like 25 is kind of the spring, 25 to 50 we can think of as summer. 50 to 75, we can think of as autumn, and 75 to death, we can think of as winter. Um, so these, these are pretty obvious, bigger seasons. And then there are these micro-seasons that each of us experience that we will also experience 
more deeply when kind of the outside matches the inside. So when you're in the, the summer of your life and it's summer outside, you're going to feel that a little bit more viscerally, a little more tangibly. There's going to be more of those summery activities that are going to call to you while you're in that, that phase. We can also think of each particular day as having its own seasons, its own rhythms, right? So the first part of the day is very spring-like. We go into summer at the peak of the day. The day begins to wane and go turn into evening. That can be the fall time of day and goes into winter. And we use these labels because we know them so well, right? The labels of winter, spring, summer, fall, because we, we know them and the main four seasons on the wheel of the year are quite obvious to us. When we can look kind of beneath the labels, and not look, but really feel and really sense them, we can understand what is being asked of us. We can understand the qualities, and we can understand on a very deep, unspeakable level what is being requested what the energetic invitation and quality is for us at any given time. And the true medicine and the true challenge, I think, for a culture that is so fearful of change and wants to keep the grass green all year long and doesn't want to age and doesn't want to experience disease or death is to surrender, right? Like surrender to the flow, surrender to what's being asked. Surrender to the wisdom of your body because your body is ultimately the thing that is experiencing on a very profound level these cycles. Your consciousness and that thing that you actually are, which exists beyond your physical body, is a little bit more permanent, right? It's like this just kind of ever-expanding, vibrant, all-knowing spark of the divine. And so by you being in this physical body here on this this planet at this time, wearing this, this bag of bones and flesh, you are acting as this, this antenna and this translator to really sense and experience everything around you and then work in co-creation with your high self, consciousness, spirit, whatever you like to call it, to learn what you need to learn. And so the body is the vehicle and the body is the thing that ultimately is cycling. And we need to have enough faith and trust in this really profoundly wise meat suit that we get to wear and yield to the to the cycles surrender to them and not to get heavy here but it's a fact the season of our lives in these current incarnations don't come back again so when this little avatar i walk around in as devon right devon's body when she comes to her season of winter spring won't be around the corner again And I find that personally to be so beautiful because these lives we live are fleeting and precious and sacred. This this expression of the divine that I'm wearing right now, this Devon and all of her experiences and all of her challenges and pain and victories and desires and dreams, like this will never happen again, ever. So what do you want to do with with your life? And, And Mike, this gets back to the question you're asking of, like what would I what would I offer to somebody who might be afraid of changing their life or or fear that they don't want to face winter because they're not sure that spring is going to come again and and all of these these other fears that we have like there will come a time when in this incarnation spring won't come again because you'll kind of be at the end 
on a micro level, spring is always going to come again, right? But maybe not in this, in this go round. So what do you want to do? What do you want to be? Who do you want to be? How do you want to be? How do you wish to spend your time? And how is resisting inevitable changes actually serving you? Because I imagine it's totally not, you know, but we've usually created some kind of story as to why resistance is actually serving us. And, and we kind of stay and allow it to take over. And I would just ask you to ponder the question, if failure were not a possibility, so if you knew you could not fail, and if money were no object, and if the influences or opinions of others were just out of the question, they didn't matter, what would I do with my days, with my life? And the answers you give hold the keys to the wholeness you seek. So don't belittle them, don't poo-poo them, don't, you know, start judging. Just let whatever comes up, comes up. Because the activities, they hold a unique vibratory frequency, unique to you. Why do some of us resonate with guitar playing and others wish to weave baskets? I don't know for certain. Maybe past life memories or something, but that's not the point. The point is, these activities are your particular soul's nutrition. And as you do more of them, your capacity to hold more joy increases. Your capacity to surrender and experience that flow and surrender to the seasons on a macro level, on a micro level, on a, you know, all the levels, on a daily basis, on a, on a moment to moment basis, and to surrender to the wisdom of your body and to fully trust it increases. So what would be those things for you? And maybe they do seem simple. Maybe it's something you like to do when you were little and now you've put off or something maybe you've always wanted to try and haven't. Or maybe it's like, I would get the fuck out of the job I'm in right now because it's soul sucking. Like whatever that thing is, it's, it's there for you because there's medicine there for you. So follow it. That's the thing that helps you build. Like it all flows together, right? Are you following me? That's the thing that helps you build the self-trust and the stability to feel safe enough to surrender to the seasonal flow on all levels. On a little daily micro level of seasonal living and on a macro level of seasonal living. And then from there, more joy, more pleasure, more nourishment comes. Less clinging, less dis-ease, less, you know, fight or flight, just white knuckle grip on life. Because the shit flows all the time. So. Get in and ride the waves or keep trying to dig your heels in and, I mean, I'm sorry, it's not going to work because it's going to keep flowing. All right. <laughs> so moving on to winter. That's where we are right now in this season of winter. And winter, like the other seasons, calls for specific changes to be made in our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. It's a time for introspection, for gestation, for rejuvenation, and dreaming. In the body, it can feel heavy, cool, and damp. And the emotional and mental body also take on these qualities in a metaphorical, subtle sense. You might notice that your thoughts have this kind of heavy, damp um, quality to them. The emotions that we can experience at this time are melancholic, little lethargic, heavy. And so we remedy this with activities and thoughts that can bring warmth and ease. And it's not in an attempt to, to bypass these things. Like we, we welcome the qualities that are here right now. And any challenges that we experience with them ultimately are resources and tell us something about our needs and something that is not being met, something that's out of alignment. 
that in order to get to the other side of the challenge to find the resource, we do need to bring some stability into our, our system. So if, if the qualities of winter are really especially heavy, no pun intended, and challenging, we can remedy that to find that stability to, to dis extract the medicine that's here for us right now with activities and thoughts that bring warmth and ease. In the physical body, we can begin to increase our physical activity and your body will dictate when and how is appropriate. You'll notice as the light waxes more and more as we've just entered into the light half of the year, um, AKA the sun is, is growing in strength. The days are increasing, the sunlight's increasing. Your body will also desire more vigorous activity as spring approaches and, and you will start to notice this. I've started to notice this in my body. So fall is a little bit more of a slow time and you'll start to notice now as, as especially that damp heavy quality sets in your body is like, all right, dude, I'm done with, I'm done with kind of the, the heavy foods and the, the, the heavy activities. I, I need some more lightness. And yeah, so back to foods, they'll continue to be warm and you may be noticing the desire for heavier foods that you had like a month ago. So like squashes, sweet potatoes, nuts, may be diminishing too. Your appetite may be starting to decrease slightly. So we're bringing in these, these lighter, more uh, invigorating qualities. And emotionally, again, this is a time to feel and surrender. This is a time for subtle body work and deep digestion. Tending to your subtle bodies now as in your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, sets the tone for the rest of the year as the more expansive and expressive qualities of spring and summer draw nearer. So creating clarity now helps for the expressions later on and also helps to, to create a deep pool of energy from which to draw so that that burnout and that exhaustion doesn't happen in the more expressive and expansive times later. So asking yourself right now, what needs to be digested? What needs to be felt? And what is bringing challenge and discomfort? What are your sacred visions for yourself in the coming months? And what's holding you back from them? And again, asking that question I posed a little bit ago, if you knew you could not fail, and if money were no object, what would you be doing with your one sacred fleeting life? I think that's an important question for all of us to hold, especially right now, in this, this time, the energetic qualities are really supportive of that type of, of work. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? I was thinking about one thing that you had said about how we can create these stories that convince ourselves to stay in situations that are not serving us. And I think that if we lack the self-awareness to even know that we need any sort of change, then there is no hope of us making that change. You know, if you had asked me a long time ago uh, how I felt about seasonal living or if I, you know, what my thoughts on that were, I probably would not have had an opinion and I cannot bring those kinds of healthful changes into my life if I don't have that awareness. So for anybody who's listened, and if you're listening this far into it, then you're probably on board with what we're talking about. But if somebody is saying, okay, well, that sounds nice, but it's not for me, just because they don't have that awareness, what 
do you think might be um, some way that someone could prompt themselves or ask themselves, like, are these stories that I'm telling myself really true, um, or do I actually need some kind of change that I wasn't aware of? Managing that kind of self-awareness is very tricky, you know, because you're trying to bring something into your own awareness. Yeah, and that's where having a mirror and having guidance and support is truly invaluable. We cannot navigate life on our own. We're not meant to. We don't need to. So, yeah, working with somebody, it would be my first suggestion of to have that, that mirror to support that growing awareness. But when it's just us on, on our own, so the first thing I would probably suggest is asking yourself how much of what you do and think and believe and eat and consume through the senses what kinds of things do you listen to watch um, you know down to what laundry soap you use all of these things how much of it is you thinking and choosing for you and how much of it is whatever you were taught or shown or have been told is correct or proper or the thing to do because that right there is going against any type of seasonal living or surrender or living in a state of flow. That is living from a place of subconscious reaction and living from a place of kind of putting on an act, really, living from, from intellect and, and thinking your way through it all rather than feeling and sensing your way through it all. And the latter, I mean, to be honest, I know it sounds scary and a very foreign concept, but it's so much easier. It takes so much less energy and so much less work to live from a place of feeling and surrender and flow than it does from thinking. So that might be something that I would offer. Yeah, when I heard you uh, talk about the stories and how we can trick ourselves into uh, feeling or staying in a certain way, it reminded me of this saying, you know, like, work smarter, not harder. And it just baffles me that people have this philosophy that uh, you can choose to be smarter. Like, you're just not going about doing what you believe is best all the time anyway. You know, you can't use your own brain to improve your brain. If you want to learn something, you got to go read a book or at least have a different experience. Go try something new. Um, so I think that the idea of having an outside perspective to show us things we don't already know or to catch us on saying, hey, you're, what you're saying, you sound like you're trying to trick yourself right now <laughs> or you're, you're trying to convince me of something, but if it's your truth, then you know, why are you, you know, holding on to this story? Uh, I think that that is very helpful. And I also think that if there are any tools that you can use to like hold that mirror up to yourself and ask those questions, like you said about how much of my day is actually serving me or how much of this is just programming. Uh, yeah, I think that's, like I said, very helpful. Right, because there is no seasonal living occurring if, if that's the case, because you're simply trying to maintain Right. Maintain the same, maintain the same, quo. be the same all the time. And ultimately, the the best place to start is with, you know, seasonal living. Seasonal living in the sense of, okay, it's winter right now. What does that mean? What am I sensing? What am I feeling? 
how can I eat more locally and um, seasonally? So whatever is available locally is actually, you know, is, is what's in season for you and what is very intelligently by mother nature being produced to support your body in the particular environment that you are in right now. So things are in season for a reason because their nutritional qualities, their energetic qualities are very much in support of what your body is experiencing in your local little kind of ecosphere, you know? Um, so starting with, with that. So what, what season am I in right now? What do I feel? What do I sense? What does my body need? And being okay with changing. Being okay with that. We get attached, you know, so often we are attached to eating the same foods all the time, day in, day out, right? We have like our, our go-tos and your, your menu really needs to change seasonally to support health and, and vitality. So some of these little things, really just looking at what, what am I super attached to and how can I surrender and what is being asked of me now? I have a lot of clients most of my clients are, are women and unfortunately suffer from various body image issues. And so when, when fall comes around, for example, in the northern hemisphere, it's a time for building. It's a time for increased appetite. It's a time for root vegetables and nuts and fats and squashes and, and heavier foods. And it's also not uncommon to maybe gain just a few pounds, you know, very minuscule, unnoticeable, it's, but it's not uncommon. And so many of us have this fear around that, like, oh my God, gaining weight is the worst thing in the world. I can't eat all of those carbs or those fats or, you know, whatever other bullshit mainstream nutrition bleh, is out there. Like, no, it's fine because that's exactly what's, what's being asked of you. And if you surrender and let yourself go, it's not going to be that way forever. I feel like that, that is, is a big fear is if we surrender and there's that feeling of being out of control, that it's going to be this way forever. I'm never going to stop eating sweet potatoes. I'm never going to, you know, have my appetite go back down to normal and I'm just going to keep gaining weight. And actually, if you do surrender and you may be noticing, like I said, now at this point in winter, uh, you, you're most likely not as hungry. Those squashes and sweet potatoes aren't appealing. So you can trust, trust the waves, trust that everything is unfolding just how it needs to be. So following seasonal living in that sense. And if you would love help with that, seasonal living is so important to me and has truly brought me so much growth, healing and purpose to my life, really reconnecting with, with Mother Earth and with the primordial goddess spiral energies has just been, I, I have no words. <laughs> I really don't. And I'm now offering seasonal alignment sessions to those that wish for a tailored approach to recalibrating their innate connection with nature. We'll discuss your unique needs and challenges and what is most needed at this time and how to receive the most from the current segment of the Wheel of the Year that you're in wherever you happen to be. So reach out to me today through my website, innerspark.life, or on social media at innersparklife to book one of these. And please continue the conversation with me. Come tell me about what seasonal living means to you or ask me questions in my Facebook group, Transmuting to Nourish, Awaken, and Thrive. The link is also on my homepage at innersparklife. 
And there's also a fabulous blog post on the website to learn more about seasonal living at innerspark.life backslash blog. That's all the time we have today. If you're seeking guidance on your path and are ready to finally make the changes you desire, finally ready to transmute old pain and shame into purpose, and finally ready to feel radiant and healthy in your body and life, reach out to me and take advantage of one of the free mini sessions I offer each week. Visit innerspark.life to learn more and to schedule your discovery session today. I cannot wait to speak with you. If you loved the show, please be sure to subscribe to it and please leave us a review. It really helps us. And share the love with a friend. Catch us next time. So much love to you until then.